Yeah, but calling all the time as well. Like, yeah, once a decade, I give him a call. And yeah, I call all the time, at least once every five years. Yeah, that's good. Just touch base. How are you? Where are you, where, where are you height-wise? How are you height-wise? Yeah, he's just checking in. It's been five years. Probably shifted a couple <laughs> of he's really, vertebrae. He's really gotten very short. Yeah, right. Is he, is he quite old now? Yeah, he's 70-something. Oh, wow. Something. you got like a full Theo Von story going. It's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty dope. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 28. Oh, okay. So, I mean, your dad was just kind of like, what, in his like four, late 40s? Yeah. It's not that old. Anyway, are we recording? Yeah. Oh, here we mm. go. Perfect, dude. Anyway, yeah. we'll, just covering just your a running start. family history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome I like back. to do that. I like to just transition from just no context conversation, just go halfway through it, and then the audience can just kind of play guessing games and catch up. Well, let's not, let's not play guessing games. I was just talking about the birth of Martin Darcy. I just wanted to catch up. Oh, we've up covered that lots of... That's nothing. That's no new ground in this. to close this door? No. No? no. Oh, but would it make you feel more comfortable? Oh, not at all. Um, <laughs> it made me so worried. If I, if walls closing in, I, I yeah. was hoping you'd just say, no, keep that open forever. Yeah. In fact, and, open uh, the front door. Well. <laughs> just let people in. We'll just invite <laughs> them in as they come up. Yeah. Can we have some witnesses for this? Am I good on, in your ears as yeah, well? Yeah, man. You're good. I've adjusted you. You're By the way, perfect. welcome back to the most unlistenable pod in the world. Mm-hmm. We have a very esteemed guest Blake Richardson. Mm-hmm. He's, he's my favourite comedian uh, slash MMA caster in the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Joe actor. Rogan. God, I thought it was going to be such a, a disingenuous compliment when you're like, he's my favourite comedian. And I was like, this guy. And then you were like, slash MMA caster, which, which reduced the pool down to like six <laughs> worldwide ever in history. Uh, slash actor. Oh, great. Even like, okay, one. It's just me, dude. That's just Hell me. yes. But uh, thank you, man. Thank you for that very generous introduction. It's good to be here with you, holding a mic on my on my uh, on your belt, yeah. my groin region. Groinal. Good to be with you, Alex. As thank well. you, thank you, Blake. Um, we met at the speaking of the devil. What we were saying earlier, we met at the Comedy Factory where I saw you do. Uh, I think a ten or fifteen minute spot. It was sensational. Thank you, sir. Um, right after Dave Callan did a. Did an impromptu half hour spot, but damn, I, I didn't oh, mind watching that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was a classic. That was a great set. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know. I mean, I wasn't begrudging him, um, but sure. I, yeah, I saw Jared Goundry take like a running start to, you know, about five times because everyone was like, "Oh, surely that's his last joke. Surely that's his last one." And Jared Goundry, like by the fifth time, Jared was like. I'll just wait. Yeah. I'll just wait till he's, he's sits done. down yeah. somewhere. But even then, he kept going. Yeah. He took up. the mic with him and sprinted back up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I'm not done. This is a bit. As he um, left, he unplugged the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no one else could enjoy <laughs> the evening. Yes. No. Love, Dave. That was, yeah, it was, it was a, that was a historic night. I, mm. remember, I remember that one. Mm. It's a, literally. Now it's in history. Yeah. That's it. It's out in the, uh, the potosphere. So. As, as with all memories now. Perfect. Look at that. There We're getting deep already. This is uh, this is not what I expected. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Um, you, no, yeah, you were talking so about doing the. Uh, well, we, we, how long ago was that? That was like that must have been like six months ago. Or something. That was a long time ago. Man. That was a while ago, man. I was just struck with it's like God. Who's this? Beautiful man on stage. He's way too good looking oh, to be we're a comedian. Have sex by the end of this podcast, <laughs> oh, that's for sure. That's oh, for yeah, certain. So, uh, I had my STD check uh, today, so it can't be until Friday when I get the result back. So, Are you actually well, an STD check? Yeah, yet? man. Yeah, he's okay, a responsible. What? That's not hard, it's never responsible. <laughs> yeah, if you need an STD check, you're not responsible. <laughs> yeah, it's never about. Yeah, you know, I'm just doing yeah. my bit for society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
what 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 prompted you to get an STD test? Um, well, on, originally I booked it just as a regular checkup, but then on the lead up to it, because I had my last one in April, uh-huh. but between now and April, it's been a busy time. Um, and <laughs> busy time. Yeah, April is like yesterday, dude. Like what the <laughs> fuck. So you get like every three months you get STD checks just to sort of just make sure everything's good because you just raw dog on it twenty four seven or. I yeah okay uh, yeah right. <laughs> look I, I feels I, good I get it dude <laughs> yeah bro how many kids do you have none yet I mean none, none that I know of <laughs> yeah um but uh, Martin Darcy's dad used to talk and then yeah <laughs> he was well, Martin I thought it was nothing I thought I was just going for a regular checkup and then I had like literally the last week I had some issues okay. but i think i'm putting them down to some other things because sure just just like normal discharge or mm. normal normal hot <laughs> piss <laughs> normal steam yeah, yeah, yeah. Piss is oh, that's just spicy. a regular fucking blood juice must, must have eaten too much chinese my piss is yeah. real spicy yeah there you go well the first warning sign was odd when i didn't wake up with morning wood which was very odd for me um <laughs> so, <laughs> who is this young what, man? what a robust man <laughs> yeah and uh, and then I couldn't maintain an ere- erection during sex, and I was like, "This is just not okay." Um, but maybe, uh, these are these are two telltale signs that maybe I should get an STD check. <laughs> I tick both those boxes frequently. <laughs> well, I I, tr- I contribute it to two factors. One, I got really sick, and I couldn't go to the gym for two weeks. Uh-huh. And then I've also been getting into the red wine. And uh, smoking a lot more lately. You've been having sex with red wine, as I was going to say, like a bottle of well, red wine. Just been look, there's one just thing I've, I've gotten heavily down. into red wine the last two months because <laughs> there's one thing I've seriously discovered: seriously lowers your inhibitions. Um, so I'll, alcohol. I'll basically say anything once I'm a bottle and a half deep. So. And you and you have things to say that you can't say without the the wines. Is that right? I have things that I want to do that I can't do without the wine. What's For that instance, like? Yeah. yeah, go on. Oh, okay. <laughs> just fucking uh, just grab uh, small kids off look, the, off the playground. No, I mean, look, it's I can it's be that sober. <laughs> look, you don't you don't want to be the one to ask them to spit in your mouth, but it, sure, yeah, and then it's like sure. normally no. they ask you, but then it's like you know what? I, I just feel like switching it up tonight. Like, can can you do me? And then yeah. I think that's how I actually got the chest infection. Okay. Um, but well, I can't relate to any of this. But I mean, the STD check at least I know. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. If yeah. If you're getting chest infections from some throat uh, mouth spitting, let's. Yeah. Let's Is that keep- even possible? A chest oh. infection from look. There's ger- like if you have germs to give, you will get them. That's how you from- give them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the- the you will easily get them that way. Man. Short short of just straight up injecting germs <laughs> yeah. into your veins. I yeah. think that's I mean, probably the fastest way. Someone is assault. Yeah. Not well. if you ask for it. No. Well, it's- it's still pretty Your gross. Your Honor. I do it knowing it's gross. I'm not defending the I'm not defending it's the hard, it's hard, it's always hard to talk about kinky stuff though in the you know in the cold light of you know being flaccid. But when you're when you're <laughs> well, all I mean, when you're all fired up, you're <laughs> a fucking bottle and a half deep and She's just got great looking saliva. You're like, fucking yeah. oh, let me have cruel. a taste of that. She's got a helmet on. It's a whole thing. Oh, that's all. All right. Now we've got, man, she's disabled. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I never said that explicitly. No, yeah, but my imagery. Have. Yeah, my imagery went there. All right, cool, man. Fuck yeah, yeah that's good. Well, I just want to, you know, you can't just drop I had an STD check and then not expect to. I mean, I felt good this morning. Like, my, I was, I was, I mean, it, it's, it felt good. It felt all right this morning. So I, I maybe I was just like, well, could have just been the stress of a few things and the fact I'm smoking again. 
Um, but uh, let's let's hope that's it. So hopefully we get the all clear and then we can just go back to doing the regular scheduled raw dogging uh, show. Fingers oh. crossed. I'm sure the listeners at home are fucking rooting for you. They're like, please, Ali, <laughs> get, exactly back, right. get back to safe raw dogging. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, safe. Raw dogging. Yeah, that's uh, that's an episode title for yeah. you. I mean, well, that, that's why you need to build up a roster of fuck buddies because I feel like, like, the, <laughs> you you build up like regular fuck buddies because this is why I hate talking to new people. Blake is like, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I haven't run to a single thing that's been said yeah. in this podcast, but I'm learning. That's yeah. the difference. But you build up a regular roster, and then it's like I won't be offended if it's like the NBA team. Yeah. Because yeah. one of them come to you and they're like... It's just all black dudes. Pretty much. Um, but uh, one of them comes to you and it's like, oh, I got something. And it's like, oh, okay. Thank you for being honest. Um, I would rather have you, I'd rather you be honest with me. So, and then it kind of all I'd works out. I'd rather you not be a horny. Oh, <laughs> so, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping by the end of the year, I wish it was only three or four, um, but it's sort of to six. That's because of scheduling for everyone. Sort but- of to six. So many subtle brags in this podcast. Like, I've got six fuck buddies. I always wake eight. up with boners. No, no. No, I'm I wish. smoking it- again because that's cool, damn it. This guy's got me beat. No, I wish my dick didn't work. I mean, it hadn't been lately, but I wish it was I wish it was that way full time because then it wouldn't get me into, into trouble. trouble. Into trouble, sure. Yeah. God. It's- I'm going to go home and I'm going to hug my girlfriend. <laughs> so this podcast. I'm gonna, don't you ever leave me. I've had a glimpse into single life. I'm scared. It sucks, all man. STD checks and smoking. And I was happier work. when I was in a relationship. Put it that way. Sure. And I was in a relationship with someone who was in a psych ward three times. And, and you're still happier. And it was still happier, man. And uh, yeah. And, True. Uh, I suppose if the lows are low, the highs would, would be fucking just... It's, Dude, it's like an amazing roller coaster. Dude, like those split personality disorders, I'm yeah. telling you. It's like when, when you get la- a good one. Yeah, when you land on the right one. Yeah, exactly. Just, I love you, but yeah, yeah. Dave, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not too keen. Yeah. On. When you've seen the worst one, it's like, oh, well, if this is as bad as it gets, you sure. know, it sky's the limit, you know? So There you go. Well, what was her name? Sky, but... Uh, sky's the limit. I don't know She's if I can lost. say her name. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't listen to this. Oh, it's sure. always good to. I mean, we still have friends in contact with each other, so I mean, and they're all you're fucking them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my roommate. I, I tell you what, my roommate actually um, nearly fucked one of her friends, and that was I was working on a bit about that about the going segway now. Like, has anyone heard of the Hillary Clinton kill list? Yeah, yeah. So no. Well, it's like this kill list with like 300 names that all people like the Clintons have killed. Uh, And the funniest thing about the list, though, even call it funny, is that some of them were killed for like real mild inconveniences. Like they got like the coffee roast bad for Hillary one day or something. And they assassinated them. Yeah, it was. But it was three years later, terminally dead from (laughs) cancers. Yeah, yeah. Like clearly suicide from suicide by Tomahawk uh, missile. Twelve stab wounds to the torso. Sure, Um, but. I thought about that and it was like, well, if I had billions of dollars, was worth billions of dollars and it cost me 20 in the realm of 20 to 30 grand to kill someone. It's like, I could think of a few people. I'd just be like, yeah, fuck that person. Right. It's like you you could think of a couple. Yeah. And one of them wasn't even my ex. It was my ex's friend. And I was talking to my roommate about that because he nearly like fucked her. But, but, But he was kind of like pressured into it because he was too nervous to say no and like 
that was one of the funniest scenarios ever because I just saw him be dragged into the bedroom and the look of just absolute horror on his face. And he was like, uh, I don't want to be here. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have talked to her in the first place, fuckhead. You're describing an attempted rape. I mean, that's what <laughs> it, it was. It, it came close. And uh, yeah, but I never liked that girl because I remember when my girlfriend was going through like never contraceptive replacement. Yeah. Like she was getting, she had to be off the pill for a month before she could get an IUD. Um, and like she wanted to fuck in that time. And I'm like, I'm not fucking you with no birth control. And she was like, just please do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking you with no She's birth like, control. like, what about this version of me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then her friend goes, <laughs> it's like, no, I've been control. tracking her period <laughs> with an app. And it's like, I'm not you trusting are. a... F- no, like her friend oh. was like, I've been tracking her period with an app. Sure. The app is right. You can fuck her right now. Great. It's going to be okay. And I'm like, I'm not trusting an app yeah. to like... I'm not trusting an app with not getting pregnant. So, yeah, I'll just not fuck. What and, a horrible um, woman. I know. Wow. Wanting to fuck. How terrible. No, I mean her friend. She's yeah. just like in the room with you being like, I've got an app. Yeah. Fuck my friend. <laughs> That's... Well, it's very strange that she's tracking that. For her, for a friend, you know. I mean, track your own. That makes sense. But well, this, for a second, Alex. Was where tracking. is it? It's in Karen up. This was funny. <laughs> no, this I'm is my actually. This is my roommate sex. I took a screenshot of this from Tinder. Well, um, hold on. What? Th- this is my roommate's ex. Uh-huh. Read the oh, bio. I thought you said this is your some some of my roommate's sex. How do I? Just uh, you can't swipe it. This is just a screenshot. Going into prison, July thirtieth. Date me while you can. <laughs> Well, that's like in two weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, so, I hope I hope she's yeah, knock her up, boys. That's one way to avoid child support. I hope she's I hope she's doing well. I wonder what she's going to jail for. Well, she was uh, in a she was in a um, God, um, she was in a psych in- ward herself at one point. Okay. Right. So yeah, me and my roommate have a real great track record of picking partners. Dude, I'm so down right now. I mean, I just feel so deflated hearing psych ward. <laughs> Yeah. Sex stories. I Dude, just, a psych ward's a weird place. Have you ever been? I not personally. Not, not personally. like you visited. We're talking or? about helmets, and now you're down. Hey, we're talking about helmets, and now you're down. Oh, I don't even know how we got here. This is so deep. Uh, have I been to a psych ward? I went to Greylands. I think maybe once years ago for an acting thing, actually. Which really? Is really? They sometimes use actors as like training for like the uh, psychologists, like to train them. So like. Before you get a real crazy person, have a person pretending to be crazy and see how you'd handle it. And I remember, oh, fuck, this is years ago. That's when I was like, that's when I was like my first agent back when I was like maybe 18, 19. I think I went in there and I was like, I'm going to play like this character. It's going to be New Zealander and schizophrenic or whatever. I'm doing all this shit. And um, it, you didn't need to do that. You just needed to follow a script of these <laughs> very basic <laughs> symptoms. And they were like, you're overdoing it. You're overdoing it. Pull it back. And I was like, you can't tell me to... I, I'm not me. Yeah. I'm method. Yeah. So I just threw poo at him and then, um, <laughs> you know, that was the end of that. Yeah. I can't remember. I think... No, I didn't, you, I didn't get a tour though and to see yeah. what was going on in a I cycle. feel like the uh, there should be too much feedback when you're asked to play a crazy person. That's what it's I like, mean. Just run with it. You you're know? doing it. Yeah. But you're an actor. You're already crazy. I'm yeah. like, well, that's true, man. That's not, A truer yeah. statement hasn't been said than that. Let's get into why actors are so terrible. Some of the worst people in the world. Why your- is that? Because um, it looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, man, there's not many people like in comedy, not many people that want to pursue 
<clears throat> something like acting that are pretty well adjusted. You know it what has I mean? Like to be a special type of broken. Yeah, I think so, man. It's I mean, there's the there's the cliches for the reason, but it's like if if you feel that you need the attention and the love of like the whole world, uh, um, that's not usually the symptoms of someone who's yeah, getting hugs at home. That loved you, then you yeah, you're like, yeah, well, you're a, you're a special little guy. You'd be like, all right, that's cool. Well, I'm already sorted. I don't need fucking fame. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a. I mean, I can speak for myself. I was attracted to it very early on, just for. You know, um, insecure reasons, I think. Because mm. growing up, I thought I was, you know, fairly like normal, like everyone else. I was just like having the, the thought. I used to lie a lot. I used to just tell people lies about things I was doing, things I'd, I'd done, like achievements and shit. I feel like that's normal for kids to do, though. You were like 15. No, I mean, I was just say it was like, it was pretty constant. Yeah. And it was like, like late in the game or? Well, like, I mean, through my early teen years, you know, like oh, to, to, okay, to like 15. Teenager. 15, 16. I mean, it like there was residuals of it up until like, you know, my late teens, really, I think, where I was just... Was it to get pussy or like... No, it was just to like feel uh-huh. good about myself. Oh, okay. I yeah. think it would be like, I'm doing that. And you start to convince yourself of you. Like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't believe this. I even did that. I can't believe I did that, dude. <laughs> That's so exciting. I didn't do any of it. Because I remember I used to tell people that I was going to be an actor long before I ever did anything with but acting. Then in a way, you like manifested it. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of. But it make was it sort of make it, baby. Yeah, well, it was sort of like I just used to be like, why? How am I special? How am I going to be special? I don't know. I need to have something. And then I was like, I'm just going to be an actor. And then I started saying that and just pretending about it and just being like, yeah, I've got this agent in Sydney and it's going great and everything. You know, it's it's coming up big for me. I got a call back. I'm just learning terms and nothing was happening. Like nothing for years and. uh like, I won the drama award in, like, year 12, which was, like, you did the best in drama. And I was like, that's it. What confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. I'm going to be an actor. And then I just didn't do anything for in years. In a way, with all this lying, you were acting the whole time. Wow. Yeah. There we go, dude. I didn't even I didn't even pick it up on that. I was in class, was in session 24-7 mm. when I'm out there just being like, it's fine. I'm an actor. <laughs> Yeah, but That's you're the acting, greatest ruse of all. You're acting to everyone, even yourself. And then by the time I actually got to an audition, they were like, this kid's good. He's good. He really <laughs> of course believes I have. I've been an actor for 15 years. <laughs> like, what? How old are you? You're 14. <laughs> I was fetus acting. Um, but yeah, so I think, I don't know, man. I, like, over the years <laughs> since I sort of got into it, because it takes years to sort of crack it. Um, oh, you know, like I train- comedy, eh? Hey? Kind of a bit like comedy. I yeah. guess like any art. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I think, but, you know, separating the craft of getting good at something in the arts versus actually sort of getting opportunities, mm. you know, I think it's kind of a different thing. Yeah. Um, Acting is very different in the sense that it's like, um, it's not, it's very much not a meritocracy. And what I sort of mean by that is, is obviously <clears throat> just because you are really good at acting doesn't mean you're going to get opportunities. Um, they don't necessarily always coincide. And that's because you need to be get you need to be given an opportunity to act to show people and build momentum and mm. casting directors have to like you and you have to fit a certain demographic and all that kind of stuff that does exist in comedy <clears throat> but not as much like if you go up in an open mic and you're good and you crush you get more opportunities you're gonna get more opportunities like the yeah. room book is not gonna be like well like fuck you like you know it's, it just doesn't happen they just yeah. they want people who are funnier and you kind of move up. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, on lineups and stuff, they might need a bit of diversity quotas and things like that. And other people might get opportunities earlier on. But ultimately, you're never going to move up if you're not funny. If you're just not improving and getting laughs, you're just not going to move up. Whereas in acting, that's not always the case. Like, I mean, we all see shows on like 
Netflix or these new shows that come out and like some acting is terrible on it. Who are these people? You're like, well, it's not even who are they, but you're like, that's not good acting. That's terrible. (laughs) You know, that's how did you get a job? How did you get this? You know, look, Steven Seagal made a career out of doing that. Yeah, but Steven Seagal was a black belt in Aikido and like had this whole stigma and personality to go behind it. And he was also in the zeitgeist of like 80s action films. It's true. You know, so like he built that around that while that was going on. Steven Seagal tried to be an actor today. Good luck to you. No, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, right. You know, it's like there's just this over <laughs> this one number. I mean, I mean, if he was young today. Doing it. Well, not, I mean, right now it'd be horrendous. He's like, here's now. a blue whale with a ponytail. <laughs> well, you might be able to comment on this because I was thinking on that. Like, I'm fascinated by like 80s. Like, I'm fascinated by old Hollywood in particular, like uh-huh. 30s and 40s. Because it's like, even though like I make fun of a lot of actors and things like that and Hollywood in general. Yeah. But like, it's very interesting to see them go through like the transitional of like learning acting Mm -hmm. where you get them. Like I actually likes watching silent films and then the early audio films because you can see the transition of it's like they're big, these big dramatic theater actors and then they're like going into like audio cinema and they're learning to be more subtle. Yeah, acting for camera and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it's, they get to about 80s and it feels like it's less about the acting, more about the cult of personality. Yeah. And now I feel like in the last, I don't know, especially in the last 20 years, uh-huh. more so in the last 10 or 15, but probably started 20 years ago, um, they've like, people have like taken actors off a social pedestal in terms of thinking they're like, gods or whatever they're thinking these like mm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson really is that tough or Vin Diesel really is that tough and things like that mm. so it it seems more like uh which I think is kind of a good thing because then actors kind of get acknowledged just for their craft rather than their cult of personality yeah in front of a camera you know what I mean yeah so what's the question question is like do you think that like like how do I say this you have a personality that manifests itself in comedy. Right. But like when you're working with your other actors, do you find like they seem to be very timid or like uh, like struggle with creative outlets or things like that mm. in terms of like, because it's not about really personality, I feel like anymore. It's just about the ability to adapt a character from a script. Um. Yeah. I say this with no knowledge of the business. No, no, fair enough. Man. I mean, it seems like you do have a bit of knowledge as sort of like how acting, screen acting came about in particular. Um, it's all it's all sort of different in terms of like from actor to actor, like how their approach is and, and, and things like that. And I haven't worked a whole bunch. Like I've worked on, you know, I went to drama school and then I worked on a few professional productions, like a film and a couple of TV shows and stuff. And I've only worked in within that, within a certain scenes of certain actors. And I've met a few, but, um, you know, I would disagree that it's not about personality. I mean, I guess it it all kind of comes down to what each actor defines as good acting. Right. You know, you need to, they need to sort of figure out for themselves what good acting is. Um, And for me, because I really like screen acting, the particular type of acting that I lean towards is more like hyper-realistic uh, invisible acting. So what I mean by that is, is it's like I, I'm fascinated with the process of like how do I make this look so seamlessly, realistically human and grounded, mm. um, and less of like how do I deliver a character? Because I think the character is kind of like a byproduct 
of focusing on on that if that makes sense so what i mean by that is like i would be fascinated and and like i would deeply sort of look at things like how do people really talk i mean that 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 to to be as simple as that's what i would mean like i mean how do people really talk because if you if you were given a scene if you and i were given a scene and the scene is like your girlfriend you're meeting up with your girlfriend and um, you know she's cheated on you. You really are trying to have sex with me. I am indeed. Yeah, this okay. is we're not going to do this scene, but I mean we could. But which one of his girlfriends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure, he's, he's just calling upon the emotional recall right now. But I mean, if there was a scene where it's like you know you're going to meet with your girlfriend and um, you know you know she's cheated on you, she doesn't know that you know that, and then the scene is like, and then you know you act that scene. Mm-hmm. I feel like most actors. Uh, most people, their instinct would be to sort of play that betrayal, play that the, the, the facial expression, the tone would all sort of be like, "I know what you did," mm. you know. Whereas I'm more interested in like, what, like what would like is that exactly what a human being would do? Like, is that is that how it would be? Like, if that probably happened to not. you, probably not, because especially in the scene, it's, the, it's more complicated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and, I can but tell also, you what I did, but yeah, go on. The, the like you know, especially if the scene is is sort of you know small talk yeah there's they don't actually get into the nitty-gritty of like i know what you did so i'm hyper i'm hyper interested in the fact of all right well then i play this like i like everything's fine like everything but then it's all in my eyes and the audience is going oh he's so hurt you know because i'm playing it so just normal how was your day it's completely normal because sure yeah and that's good acting to me do you understand what i'm saying is it's like that's exactly how a human being would be you've served the story you served the scene you've gotten out of the way whereas like i guess i once heard a drama teacher say this to me they said human beings have emotions and try and hide them right so have an emotion and try and hide it don't show but actors try and show the emotion right they're trying to show you i'm you know i can't believe you fucking did this to me because you knew what it meant and it's like no one talks like that except fucking super unstable people you know what i mean it's just like people just talk Mm. they have an emotion and they try and talk in fact they try and hide things you know and if you don't believe that when you you know if you've ever gone to a funeral and you see someone try and speak at a funeral it's so emotional because they're just trying to get it out Mm. they're not going they're like and then david said to me they're just trying to get it out. They're just they're, the emotion is welling up within them, and they're just like they just want to get it. Out they just want to honor possible. that person. They want to just tell this story, and the emotion is getting them. Like it's like no, keep it down. And you're sitting there watching them, be like, "Fuck, this is so powerful," mm. you know. So I'm fascinated with that aspect of acting, the the understanding of human beings as psychological creatures. So to answer your question. Um, like, have I worked with actors who are timid? Have I worked with actors who can't, you know, execute and stuff? Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I haven't worked with, I've worked with some very, I've worked with some very competent actors, but I've not met anyone, not to say that I'm great in their shit, but I've not met, I've not worked with anyone on a, in a high professional setting who, uh, has the same fascination Mm. with acting as I do the same kind of definition of what good acting is, where it's like, not about you. It's not about me. It's just about this hyper-realistic sparring match of like, let's be as real as we can in this conversation and let's almost call each other out on bullshit. Right. Like if you do some breathy fucking thing that people wouldn't do, I'd be like, looking at you like, oh, what was that? If you're trying to force a tear out when there's no tears coming, like, what is this gross shit? Well, do you think though, like when I say they're they're timid in terms of personality, I think by that 
and you, you you offered a great explanation and that like did answer part of the question. Yeah. But do you find that like I don't know, like I'll relate it to comedy. It's yeah. like I've always gotten a kick out of like making people laugh, even at like tenderest of ages. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's kind of manifested itself into this very unhealthy obsession in adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you find that uh like there's an equivalent for that in acting in terms of like there's there's an obsession with uh, being someone you're not, playing something you're not, being in in an experience that mm. you could otherwise not experience, or something like that. Yeah, I think the <clears throat> again, this is I'm just gonna hit you with another definition. Not everyone agrees with this, but my thing is there is there's not really any s- such thing as character. It's just always you. Right. It's just you, right? So like being an actor is just being a human being, right? Realistically, so the only human being you know how to be is you. Mm-hmm. So the job is kind of like to understand yourself as a human being so honestly that you can be yourself in any imaginary situation. That's kind of what acting is to me. It's like you're never someone else. Mm. It's fucking, you know, it's schizophrenia. You know, you're like, I'm not me anymore. I'm Abe Lincoln. Four score. You know, like that's fucking, you're always you. But you're understanding yourself so honestly, the good and the bad. And you know how to be yourself in this imagined circumstance on camera with a different accent, with a different set of emotional circumstances. And you sort of bring those parts of yourself out because you know you're real with yourself. You know how you are. You know how you get angry is very different to how I get angry. Mm. So it's about understanding that how you express joy and laughter is how it's very different to how I do it. Right. So it's like the better actor will just be more honest with, and, and, and know how to access that mm. and not, I'm not going to laugh how I think a laugh should sound. I'm going to laugh as me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then people don't fucking know. They see like <laughs> lights, cameras and fucking, they see the final product, but like what a, what a character that person played. It's like, that's just them. Yeah. You know? Um, so I guess in that sense, I don't get a kick out of being other people. I get a kick out of, being in different um, uh, circumstances as myself and like play. Right. it's like professional dress ups as myself, you know, and I get to sort of bring this, you know, for instance, in Mystery Road, this show on ABC, I played um, like a white supremacist neo-Nazi dude who- Which was pretty easy because that's how you are. Super easy. Line. Just plug that right in. <laughs> I was like, cool. Just me in the group chat with the boys. No, <laughs> um, no but it was like, it was fun because I got to sort of fuck around and play with- uh, you know, just the side. I mean, we all have an intolerance side. We all have, you know, uh, it might not necessarily be towards certain races or things, but we all have intolerance. We all have um, bias the, and shit on like the that. Inside, we're not PC. Yeah, sure, right. You know, it's when someone, impossible to be PC on the inside. You know, I mean, like for instance, and I, and I, and I'll say this with with dead honesty, like if someone's doing something very very fucking silly on the road, and I'm like, what is going on? Is this guy Asian? I'm, I'm expecting Asian. every, And I tell you what, the and hit rate is extraordinarily high. Mm. And I'm like, fucking and, of course and, and you, drive, you drive past and it's me. <laughs> and it's Martin on the way to the podcast. And I'm like, get the fuck out of the road. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean? So I would just sort of plug into this. It's fun because you don't have to worry about it. And you just like plug into this, this, um, this side of yourself, so to speak, um, for the scene. And you kind of use that and... Um, yeah, I just get to be myself in different different situations. As far as, you know, people being timid, I haven't worked with that many actors that have been timid. Mm. Um, it's kind of the opposite. People are very, like, kind of... Um, over the top. Yeah, kind of over the top. Or And look, I'm a big personality too. So, I mean, that's probably why it jars me because I'm like, fuck, I see myself in some things and I'm like, oh, I don't like that, you know? <laughs> um, 
Do you, you think that's why it manifests? You that's why it manif- you manifest in other creative circles, like you know, uh, fight commentary, mm. and because uh, obviously you need to be a big personality for that, and then also yeah. stand up comedy, because yeah. it's like you just can't contain yourself. Like it's what I'm trying to say. Uh, no, yeah. well, man, you know what it is? Is it like like I said, the early things that drew me to acting and any anything was all sort of like these insecure. Reasons I realize now because I'm less insecure now. I'm more yeah. happy with myself, and now I look back on the ways I used to think, and I was like, "Fuck, man, that was not good." Like, Who's bragging now? Hey. Who's bragging now? That's what I mean. I'm a happy yeah. dude, complete guy, <laughs> complete guy. You know, I'm not getting morning woods though. That's that's <laughs> concerned. I wasn't even concerned about that till now. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, the things that kind of initially attracted me to all this stuff. Well, there weren't great reasons, but then luckily, throughout the process, I sort of fell in love with the. The craft, so to speak. With acting, I mean, I was like, I'm going to be famous and girls are going to like me and people are going to think I'm important. And these were all my sort of unconscious things going on in my head. And then I got to drama school and then I kind of found what I'm talking about with you guys. Like that, that you know, there's no character. It's just you, man. Just understand you as a human. Like mm. how, re- And then they would watch, we would watch great performances on screen. And then, and then people would talk about like choices. Like, look how he played that moment. But then- look how he played that. Think of the circumstance of this scene. And he played it like that. You know, there's this great scene I always quote from the movie Contagion. Have you have you seen Contagion? Uh, I have watched it, but not qu- in quite a while. Long time ago. I mean, and there's this scene early. It's got Jude Law in it, correct? Jude Law. Uh, um, a couple of other ones. Um, names I'm forgetting. Um, Ewan McGregor, maybe. Uh, maybe it's uh, this one's got Matt Damon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. And at the start of the film, spoiler alert: uh, he's Gwyneth Paltrow. His wife dies. She goes into surgery and she dies. Oh. And uh, thank God, Gwyneth Paltrow dying. What a great movie! Unbearable uh, <laughs> is she? Um, and anyways, there's a scene where the doctor comes out and the, Matt Damon's in the hallway and he tells Matt Damon that his wife is dead. Uh-huh. And um, he, the scene goes down and then he, the the doctor says like, uh, unfortunately, during surgery, your wife's heart did stop and she did die. Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon goes, uh, like, yeah, cool. Like, can I, can I go see her? Like, it doesn't even register. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's uh, immediately just like, yeah, yeah, all, all good. Like, I, I, let me just go see her. I just, want, I just want to go talk to her. And then he's just staring at the doctor and there's like silence. And then the camera's back and you're like, oh, God. Like, it's so like, it's real. Yeah. It's too. And then he's like, what the fuck? You, can I, can I go see her, please? Can I go talk to her? Yeah. And you're like, oh, and like you feel- It's not it. registering. It's not registering because that's how it would be. Do you know what I mean? But it's like the, the surface level expectation is, is like, oh, no, my wife, you know. And even though you may have never seen someone lose their wife and be delivered that news, there's something as a human being that you recognize that as the truth. You're like, oh, man, how painful is that? That's fucking real right there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm obsessed with that shit. I'm like, fucking look at that choice. How did they figure that out? How did they figure out that's what it would be? You know, when they you see- They killed a man's wife. And they killed a man's wife and saw how he reacted. And he didn't register. They were like, all right, grab that bitch up and let's get to the shooting. Now, um, now we've got the 20 seconds of this movie. Yeah, exactly. But this is the it stuff that I'm that fucking guy. obsessed with, you know, like in- if a guy's playing like a, you know, a tough guy or whatever, you're like, God, that's so specific. That's such a real brand of scary that that person's playing. You know, mm. how Tom Hardy plays his villain is very different to how other people play it. Mm. You know, because he's, he's doubling down on- his own personal There's a man intimidation that still energy. gets a hard on in the morning. Man, if he doesn't, who who would who would complain? I'd take a softie from Tom Hardy. I'd just <laughs> I'd let him thumb it in like yeah. fucking calamari. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I I'll bring that conversation up about Tom Hardy later. There was a friend of mine who made a very funny comment about Tom Hardy recently. 
Oh, I'll tell that later because it's actually very funny. All right. Um, but I do want to bring up something like in terms of, because I think we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, like comedians that we look up to mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like comedians, like you never want to replicate, especially in comedy, but like you do find yourself like leaning more towards certain styles, I guess, mm-hmm. certain abilities. Yeah. Like what you like. Exactly. Yeah. And like, is there any of that kind of thing for you in terms of like style of acting, a certain abilities, certain roles that you gravitate towards to? Yeah. Or like, h- how does that manifest for you? Because yeah. for me, like, I'd probably say, I, I, cu- I couldn't give you like a number one, but like top three would have to be like Richard Pryor, Norm MacDonald and Nick Mullen. Okay. Uh, like the comedians I watch the most, Patrice O'Neill too. But for a different reason. But yep. like those three comedians are like the things that's like, fuck, look how he, he delivered that on stage. Look how he, you know, did that inflection. Look how he delivered that punchline. Look how he transitioned, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, those are the comedians I aspire to. Is there anything similar for you in acting? You just look in the mirror. I'm like, this guy's the one we want to be like. <laughs> it's just always you. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a great question. I think, yeah, I, Tom Hardy, I, you know, for sure I like him. Um, it's really anyone who I see, I feel like, I feel like they get, like, I feel like they have the same definition of what good acting is to me. It doesn't matter. It could be man, woman, whatever, but it's like, it's, there's like a, there's like an egolessness mm. to their performances. Mm. They're just about being as realistic as possible mm. as themselves. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I admire Tom Hardy, not only for his acting ability, but also, I mean, like the dude's just a powerful presence, you mm. know, he, mm. He, you know, he trains jiu-jitsu. He's just very private. He loves his family. He's very passionate about helping animals. And he doesn't get on the fucking selfies like, hey, just Tom out here. Well, he's mm. British, first of all, so he wouldn't <laughs> be doing American now uh, being like, I'm helping dogs, you know. And I'm just like, he just does his thing. You yeah. Know? He's just his own man. And he just yeah. happens to be one of the biggest actors in the world. Charity know? in front of a camera is not charity. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. And it's, you know, so there's that, there's that aspect to it. Um, I guess, uh, I guess if I, if I could have someone's career I, there's a guy named aaron taylor johnson who you would recognize oh um, um oh uh oh yeah of course uh, bullet train bullet train um, yeah, kick um, ass yes um, yes he did a movie nocturnal animals where Dude, he was like i remember a- him in uh fucking that film with owen wilson and jackie chan um oh shanghai he, noon or yeah shane no yeah um something like that there was right. a sequel to that the one they had in the uk he was like the little fucking rapscallion uh, pickpocket kid well there you go i didn't know that at all yeah so man. he's been doing it a long time long right? time um i love his sort of like because he's very rangy like he's a leading man but he can also kind of go into character actors i've seen him play great i mean he's in kick-ass as that you know kind of nerdy kid who becomes a yeah hero so to speak and phenomenal then range and then he's like you know this real if you've never seen nocturnal animals super villainous super terrifying performance from him um you know then bullet train he's like a leading man kind of vibes uh, i like him a lot um jake gyllenhaal you know he's got quite a depth to him but he's also quite easily attached to like studio movies he can do like a studio performance where it's like he's grounding you know like a big um ip if you will like a big story and it's just like i'm jake gyllenhaal and i'm just doing me and then he also does like kind of character pieces where it's like that's not really jake gyllenhaal it's like real some real character shit he's doing yeah. there so versatility i naturally admire but i think versatility comes again from that 
understanding yourself so well that increases your versatility do you know what i mean whereas mm. if you're like always playing a character or a version of yourself like i'm a tough guy then you can only kind of play that thing mm. you know what i mean it's like well then let's let's dig deep what else is in you like oh let's not go there mm. you know let's keep playing tough guys and maybe and look again people who are good are good at playing tough guys that. yeah that's great they're fucking awesome jason statham and these kind of guys um you know and then there's actors and then there's kind of stars you know yeah. like the rock is not really an act i mean he, he's the biggest actor in the world but he's not really like an actor Literally. Yeah. you know he's, he's like he's, he's the rock he's fucking massive. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the rock you know what i mean he's always playing the rock yeah and he's made you know billions of dollars well yeah hundreds of millions of dollars doing it um but he's not got that that range that versatility as far as stand-up man i've always liked silly comedians you know, I admire in, uh, I admire an intellect, like mm. some, um, you know, being intellectual, which so you can craft, mm. you know, well thought out bits. But silliness is like a must for me. Like, and, and silliness usually leads to things like act outs, you know, they use voices mm. and shit like that. But it's attached to great material. I feel like I'm always a little bit, and this is just me personally, like I've, I've seen, it doesn't matter on the style. People at the highest levels of different styles I admire. Mm. But for me, the ones that really get me is that like you've got like a, a concept. Where anyone can sort of write a concept mm. um, and then they kind of like trim the fat and then they, you know, get the rhythm of the beard or whatever. But then <clears throat> it's like these secret weapons when they can add like a voice and an act out and visually portray this thing with almost like a silliness. And I, like a whimsical element. Sure, yeah, exactly. And th- and I think that it just there's just more to use. You know, like a Billy Connolly was fucking amazing at that. Yeah. You know, super relatable, but he would do the voices and he would do the act outs yeah. and the faces and the things like that. And, I'd say uh, that's where my love for comedy started with sure, Billy Connolly. Sure, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. still watch so much of him, but in terms of like what I find fits me and what I lean towards, I, I wouldn't say it's Billy Connolly, but that's where it started for me. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember watching Billy Connolly when I was seven or eight. And yeah. It's just like it, like that was, I remember watching him be on stage. I still got the DVD of it. It was live in New York, 2005. Yeah. And, I remember just watching it and thinking that's the coolest thing to do ever. Just being on stage, making fucking shit. Yeah. Well, he looks, but that's, but that's it, man. Is it like you, you look at it and you go, that dude's having so much fun. Yeah. And everyone else is having fun. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what it's about for me. It's like, you know, um, and like, cause I met, uh, John Pinder so early on, like in stand up, he kind of took me under his wing in that way. And I saw what he loved about stand up and what I loved about his stand up. And, I just kind of was like, yeah, that is fucking cool. You know, it's kind of like when your dad shows you shit when you're young and then you, you end up liking that when you're older. It's well, just I like will you, become a mechanic. I yeah. will do it, dad. Yeah, exactly. Fucking fiddling yeah. with the spanners and shit or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, I will have toxic relationships, dad. I will yeah. do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that uh, the silliness. It's about, like, I admire comics who are, you know, political and um edgy you know and i think it's cool i never feel great afterwards watching them though even if i think it's very brave what they've done and very bold and the way they got laughs over a very tense subject and they actually landed a point of you know they they kind of pointed out the hypocrisy of something and and made people laugh about something that they never thought they'd laugh about because they're very sensitive about that Mm. i admire that i do and i think that that's a, a a craft that is very difficult to do um and it's important, but it's not my favorite. It's not my, like, my favorite is, like, when people walk away being like, yeah, fucking, man, 
life's funny. Like, we're good. Like, yeah. things are silly. Like, things aren't so bad. You know, like, yeah. he's yeah. right. Fucking, we're having a silly he's time. Right. You know, do make weird noise. They do. Like, oh, I love that. You know, you just feel silly and you just kind of like, you have that. And, and it's not to say that you can't be serious in, mm. within that element. But I think that if, for me, it's like if, 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 if a comic doesn't have that, any element of silliness, then I'm like, all right, well, now you're just up there trying to make points. Yeah. You know, like, and no was- one wants to laugh at that. Cool. Yeah. yeah and yeah, even yeah, if yeah. it's like clever wordplay or yeah. like, you know, it's like, and you are right. Even if you're right, I'm like, I mean, I mean a lot of that comes from intention. You know, like I feel when I see. People- it does feel like some comedians turn it into a lecture. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. like, I'm not going to name names. Um, because there are comedians I like who are like brilliant on political comedy, yeah, and they like very good about making a point. But it it does, f- and, and and I love it because like I, like Norm Macdonald, Nick Mullen for me, and Dave Chappelle, like those are the three guys who kind of have the even balance of everything: storytelling, silliness, seriousness, yeah. and like just making fun of life in general. It's kind of like a balance act for them, which is kind of what I try to do, I guess. Yeah, but. When people do, like, beat something to death, it's very much like, come on, you know? It's like, yeah. I, I know the point you're making. I get the point you're making. I yeah. may even agree with the point you're making, yeah. but this is not funny for me anymore. Yeah, sure. And that, But that is the craft, you know? That is the... Um, that's the craft is to sort of hide that in there, you know? Yeah. So they're like, I'm not getting exhausted. This is... And again, it comes from intention. Like, you mentioned Dave Chappelle, like, um, you know... It's one of the greatest comics alive, sort of, sort of stuff. But I mean, like, I've, I've watched spe- like when I watch him afterwards, I don't feel better. You know, I'm yeah. not, like I'm like, especially his last few ones. Like Sticks and Stones was fantastic, but like he's, and I think he's kind of been ushered into this like political zeitgeist. It wasn't sort of his choice, but he's kind of been moved into this. Like, what do you think, Dave, on this controversial yeah. subject? He's like, all right, I'll address it. Um, but I don't feel like a mate. Like I'm not like wow. I feel better after watching that special. I had yeah. a great time. I'm just kind of like, all right. You reminded me that the oh, trans are annoying. Cool. Like, you know, <laughs> like I, I want more laughs. I want to feel sillier. You know, like life's fucking tense enough as it is. Yeah. You know, whereas when I watch like a uh, a Tom Segura or someone like that, I feel fucking. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh good. Like you know, it wasn't deep political points all yeah. the time, but I fucking feel good. I had a laugh and. God, how funny was that fucking story he told? That's incredible, you know? Like, I love the way yeah. he told it. That's that's more my thing. Maybe it'll change over time, you know, as I become older and I start golfing and become more disenfranchised with the direction of society. I'll be like, no, I'm going to change some shit. But, you know, I, I, I like the silliest stuff for me, man. I, I, I like, yeah, people just connecting, you know? Pinder once told me, he goes, before I walk out on stage, his little, like, <laughs> comedy prayer, so to speak, is that he tells himself, he's like... Just like make friends with them, make friends with them, yeah. make friends with them. Like that's his whole thing. And it's like when you have that intention, number one, you're way more likable. Mm. You know, like you're what, like, the, like the way that I do stand up shouldn't work because like I'm a white straight dude that, you know, like ethnically ambiguous. Well, you know, <laughs> vaguely, I try and lean on as you're much like as I can. Adjacent. White adjacent. That's yeah. true. That's true. But it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not a weird looking dude, so to speak. You know what I mean? I'm not one of these like, you know, like a fucking, I'm not walking up like balding and going like, ah, like a lot of ladies don't like me, you know, some shit like that. Like it's, it should be harder to yeah. live it. But I think because my intention 
is like, I'm just, I, I just want to have be a friends with everyone. Yeah, it shouldn't be, it, it should silly. be allowed that someone as good looking as you is as funny as you. Well, so. but I think I but that's where it kind that. of, that's where it kind of like becomes the funny part because you're, right. you're such a, a silly, amazing character on stage. It's sure. Like, why would someone who clearly has this advantage feel the need to do this? Well, I think it shocks people. I think people yeah. sort of like, see, I mean, I've had people come up to me after shows and be like. Like, you know, like a drunk woman, especially at like a Scarborough gig. I've had it multiple <laughs> times, actually. Yeah. It's always the drunk woman. It's the drunk it? woman, yeah. And she comes up and she's like, I'm not going to lie. When you first walked up there, like, I fucking hated you. And I was like, I was like, all oh, right, fair enough. I was like, anything I did? She's like, no, just like, you fucking, you got your, like your jawline and like you fucking this and like you that. I was like, but fuck, now- another good looking cunt is coming up here and like telling me what it's what. But, but then... After uh, ten minutes, like, still after hate ten minutes you. of hating you, dude, <laughs> I've moved it down to a mild loathing. Uh, no, but then she was like, "But you, you know, you were very silly. You were very funny. Like, it's all good." But I appreciated the honesty that, like, at 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 f- sort of first glance, drunk white women can give. Yeah, at first glance, she was like, "I fucking hated you, dude," because you like you got this whatever. I'm stepping on her triggers, so to speak, visually, yeah. and then she's like, "But you won me over. That's a huge compliment." And you're like, "To be yeah. honest, when you first approached me, I, I hated you, you too." Yeah, and you know yeah. what? I'm not shifting. Because your set's bombing right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and it'll shift over time. I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to figure out, we're all trying to figure out how to be fucking more authentic. I struggle with writing so bad, stand up, you know, like um, it's hard, man. It's hard, you know, like it's hard for everyone. But you're yeah. always trying to write things that are real and from a place of mm. somewhere that- Is this you? Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say you, but I mean me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I was like, I don't do that at all. God, this must be about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to just write things from my life and then mm-hmm. I, maybe kind of like acting, get to a point where it's as genuine as it can be. You're, it's like a long journey to become yourself. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, for instance... Like you said about the character that I play on stage, blah, blah, blah. I go up there. I'm not me as I am right now. No, you of know, course. Like I'm kind of like a little bit more like, you know, I'm using my face. I'm performing. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? What do you mean? You know, doing all this sort of fucking shit. But that's just, you know, a turned up version of me. Yeah. You know, so to speak. I'm still kind of being me. I'm just doing it on like 11. Well, yeah. I mean, More silliness. Yeah, exactly. The silliness is just dialed up. Well, I mean... That brings up like a, another very interesting point I had with uh, Daniel on a previous episode. Okay. Uh, Daniel, who works at the um, Comedy Lounge behind the bar. The bar, man. Oh, yeah, Daniel. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we were talking about like, you know, wearing faces for the world and like- God. How- Well, it kind of was actually. Yeah. But like, you know, the, the, the face you wear- for a circle of friends is not the face you wear necessarily for another circle of friends or for your family or for your partner or for... And I find it's like... But I find like if you're kind of mostly at peace with yourself, no face is a betrayal of another face. Do you know what I mean? It's a great way to put it, yeah. It's like Mm. if... It's like, yeah, you you act differently around different people, Mm. but like every single one of those people you play i guess would be comfortable with any of the other people you play so yeah. to speak you know yeah. so yeah. yeah i hear you yeah, i think that's a great point i think um you know it's interesting like i i, I realized like not too long ago i said to my partner it was like like, like you know there's there's guys that are like let's have a fucking boys night yeah you know let's have a fucking boys night and i've never really got like I didn't really get that. I'm like, boys, like, boys it's horrible, man. Sounds. Don't do it. No, but I mean, no, I mean, like, I'd love to hang out with my mates, but I'm yeah. like, why does like 
it's just like we want to bring our partners go like watch the footy and- no it's just like they're like but i realized what it was is it's like a lot of people can't be themselves around their partners you know so they're like let's have a boys night so then i can be myself you know that's kind of really what's going on whereas like i'm very fortunate that i'm with a partner i've chosen a partner who i can just like i can be myself completely with with, with in front of the guys and i can in front of her mm. because i also don't like number one i'm not hanging out with my boys being like yeah like let's fuck girls and like how dumb is my missus you know like <laughs> or she, which some I'm guys would be and bash her. yeah yeah exactly. well that we say that's funny <laughs> yeah, as hell yeah. but um you know but then I realized that not every, you know, this is the guy that's like, I'm sleeping on the couch. You know what it's yeah. like. Secondly, like. I know I'm you do that. Out. I've seen that story of you practicing jujitsu with your missus, okay? I'll oh, choke it. I'll choke it. Yeah. But when I'm with the boys, but you know what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I don't need to have a boys' night to yeah. be myself, whereas some people yeah. really don't. And it's like from friend to friend. I think if you kind of tallied all my friends, like if, you, if you kind of spoke to all my friends in different groups, you'd get a pretty similar story. Do you know, it's like, I mean, I might have in-jokes with certain friends and kind of mm. sense of humor I'll dial up a little bit more with the friends because I know they like this kind of spicy shit and this other friend's kind of like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's very, very minimal, you know. Yeah, like, it's never absolutely. too exhausting. And any of none of my friends I have to vent about, you know, which was a huge thing because yeah. everyone's got friends that they after they hang out with, they're like, fuck, like, fuck, I, hate I love that, that fucking guy, but like, fuck, man, like, he kills me. I don't have any friends like that anymore. I just don't. Like, I, I feel like now. you get away from those, those friends fade out because I feel like I used to have those friends. I, yeah. I certainly don't feel like I have well, them Especially anymore. in high school and stuff. Oh, you're, God, you're yeah. It's a, it's a, sure. it's a, it's a relationship of like, like, Pro- like proximity. necessity yeah, well it's yeah. a proximity and necessity because yeah. it's like well it's a, it's like being friends with the people you work with I yeah know, i'm like still friends with some people i work with but majority of the time like when i quit a job and moved on like i didn't stay in touch with many of the people because it's like i had nothing against them in fact I, pr- I probably thought they were actually pretty all right but in terms of what we had in common and what we liked to do there was very little yeah so it's like well let's just be friends at work because it's easier than fucking yeah, sure, stabbing yeah. each other to death yeah yeah, yeah. so uh it's always easier than that <laughs> yeah but i mean uh, well, I don't I don't know. the different the different masks thing that i mean like being yourself i mean to bring it back to comedy um like, I know there'd be people that'd be like, this fucking guy, like, I know what he, I see what he's doing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I see this fucking, he's, he's doing the- He's bringing energy. He's and- doing the face and like, that's not fucking comedy. Like, tell a fucking joke, cunt. And like, the funny thing is, I agree with those people. I'm like, I agree, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I am not the best joke writer. Like, I don't know, like, I'm not a fucking edgy dude and I don't do these things. And it's like, well, one, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm early in, like, I'm only two years in and yeah. I'm like- Give me time. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. I'm just doing what feels good and what, 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 like, it's not the fact that it works being high energy. I, I have fun on stage doing that, mm. you know? And I've said this to Martin before, but it's like when I go do, because <clears throat> every style has its disadvantages, right? Like being a higher energy act with act outs and these stories and stuff, it's easier, in my opinion, if you do it well, to kill at like a pro room. Mm-hmm. it's easier because you, your energy fills that room yeah. and they're like this fucking person's got it they're like they're big uh, you know yeah and then they just start laughing at everything almost sure you have this if you earn their trust if you can earn their yeah. trust early on and, and you kind of teach them what you're about you know subconsciously um, they're all aboard you know and that's kind of how conversations work as well sure yeah yeah exactly but I yeah. think that dis- the disadvantage is when I'm doing like a pub gig and it's like an intimate setting and there's like eight people 
and I'm so used to being and you're like big extravagantly. and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? You're good back there. And there's like, they're like, what the fuck dude? Like, like, we're, we're just right here, here, you know? Whereas a one liner comic with like kind of low energy, like just joke, joke, joke. It's easier to, it's easier in that room to do yeah. that because they're comfortable to be like, uh, this is the rhythm. And also with dumber people. They get yeah. your comedy easier because they're like, it's a rhythm. It's like, I said this the other day and then this. And they're like, yes, I know exactly where to laugh. Whereas if you're taking them on a visual journey of like, and then, you know, my, you know they're yeah, like, like where's, what? What's where's the, the punchline? Yeah, what's the funny part? Yeah, teach me. Yeah. What's <laughs> the- Is it all of it? Because <laughs> not really. You know? <laughs> Can I ask, like, in terms of struggle, because I kind of- it, it was weird. I had to take a break off work uh, well, break from comedy recently to catch up on some work projects and to cover more shifts at the bar I work at and do other shit. Mm-hmm. And in that time, like, it was very difficult for me to sit down and actually write something. Sure. Um, but then as the minute I got, like, bang, fr- did the Frio Factory, I'd written a couple of new bits, but, like... It wasn't my usual writing rate. I was happy with the new bits I'd wrote, um, yeah. and I tried only one of them, but like it was all up good. And then the minute I got home, literally the next two days after, I'm like writing premise after premise after premise after premise. Sure. And I was very happy with the originality level of all of them. I find the biggest like struggle for me in terms of writing is fleshing out an idea. Mm-hmm. It's like I know I can get an idea. I know where it's like, okay, this is the delivery. This is what I need to present. The struggle uh-huh. for me is writing how to, how to get there, okay. how to flesh it out. So, you kind of come up with a punchline first sort of thing? Not necessarily a punchline. Like it's a more comparison like, where you're like, oh, I'm going to compare this to this. Or- I, I have the idea of in terms of like um, and, and, and how to play it out. And, and for example, you, like one thing I really love doing in terms of like- um, when you say people get like very lectury and preachy. Sure. There's one thing that I like doing. I've only seen a couple of other comedians do it. And it's like, I suppose it's like a weird thing to do, but I really enjoy doing it is like pretending to be like really for a cause, but it's a stupid fucking cause. Yeah. So like I play out, which is like, like I play out this thing on stage, which actually kind of worked out fairly well on last Thursday. I need to make it a bit better. But I played out this thing, which is like, I fucking, it's like, we got to stop being worried about trans people and drag queens. We need to start fucking being worried about furries, right? Okay. Sure. We need to kill those people uh, because these people are not right in the head, you know, yeah. and just going that way with it. And like, that's- And, a- and you don't believe that? Is that no, I do. But that's why do, it plays sure. out so well on stage. Sure. Um, but like, you make a joke of it, and in in terms of, and then I tell a story Isn't about a joke. If it's just an opinion. Well, look, <laughs> it's a joke when I talk about getting molested at a nightclub by furry while on acid. Like, that's a funny bit. But like, but wait, is that a story or is that a joke? It's a funny story. What are you asking me? It got laughs, okay? I don't know what I'm asking. <laughs> I see what you're saying, though. It's like, are you saying, like, how do you structure... Uh, how do you write, essentially? Like, how do you... Well, the thing is, it's like hating... Like, no one's going to... It's it's like... And, and like... No, I don't really hate fairies. I think yeah. they're disgusting. But, sure. like, uh, that's about... That's where the opinion ends, really. Sure. And it's like... It goes on. It's like... Because who's going to get the idea of hating something that very few people have had to interact with on a personal level yeah. or social level? And it's like, you, you just don't hear about it. And yeah. then here's this person coming on telling a ridiculous story that no one could possibly picture. And it's like, anyway, so I think we need to declare open season on furries. Yeah. So, like, for me, 
for me, getting behind like a cause and being lectury mm-hmm. on a silly subject is a very funny thing to do. Sure. I think, you know, it's interesting, man, because it's like, I think part of what, <clears throat> part of what comes into like the writing process for me is like instinct. And a lot of this comes from acting and knowing what I can get away with and what's going to be very, what's going to be hard to sell. Like the psychology, when we talk about psychology of acting, talk about the psychology of stand up. And Pinder was very good. <laughs> And sort of talking me through this a lot. And it's like, again, you can break these rules, but there are kind of these shared realities with stand-up. Yeah. Um, where you're like, all right, well, like, you don't have to follow. Yeah, there's no one way to do it, but there are shared realities of like- There's guidelines. Guidelines. Yeah, sure. And it's like, one thing is, it's like, if you're- it's, It sucks. You're like, oh, I wish it wasn't this way. But it's like, if you're a white straight dude, mm-hmm. there are subjects that are super hard. People are going to tense up a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when I hear that bit and you're like, I don't think we should leave trans. But just even saying trans, even though you're saying, no, the trans are fine. Most, I feel like most people are like, where's this going? Up. Like, Ugh. shit. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, we kill these people. And then I'm like, all right. Like, I hoped it would be so, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. T- and I had a joke for, I had a joke that I tried to make work for so long. And it was pretty much kind of what you're talking about, not in terms of transferries, but it was the same sort of concept where I was like, I th- I think cancel culture hasn't gone far enough. I was like, I think we need to cancel the dentists. We got to get rid of them. They're monsters. You know what I mean? Like trying to keep your teeth white and straight, not on my watch, you know, like, <laughs> this whole thing of like, how dare they, you know? Yeah. Um, and as soon as a tooth turns black, they rip him straight out. No trial, guilty, gone, you know, like- <laughs> And it was this I whole. Feel like this is good. Well, dude, this is what I mean. On paper, it works. On paper, it's like this is funny. This is cool. Like, Maybe it'll work if I tell it. Dude, go take it. Take it and work with it. I love it. I would love it because I've every time I've tried it, and I've tried it from multiple different angles and multiple different sell points. People just are like, like that's but a f- you're what? It, sure, but it's it, it, people. There's like Pinder said this to me. He goes, "It's clever. It's not funny. It's clever <laughs> from, from 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 me. Yeah, it's." It, and it's totally different to everything else of my energy. Yeah. Because it's like I'm trying uh, to make a point. Yeah. It's like a clever wordplay. Ah, oh, that's white and straight. I get the comparison. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. it's like, where does it go? Mm. You know, I'm like, anyways, so like, let's get rid of the dentists. And then you're like, all right, well, that was weird. And then I'm like, anyways, there's a story about me kissing a man in a, in a TV show I did. Um, it's just, it's very jarring. It was a dentist. And it's like, uh, maybe maybe it'll come around one day where I can figure it'll fit into like a bigger bit and it'll work better. Because then I came up with a separate thing about, you know, you're trying, why don't we always try and impress strangers? We always try and impress strangers. You know, like if you, you don't believe me. I don't know those people. It's like, you know, oh, you don't believe me? It's like when you, every, time, every time you go to a dentist, you know, you just fucking pretend you've been f- trying to catch up on 12 months of not flossing in one violent session beforehand. It's like, ah, yeah. you know, going there, you fucking bleeding bleeding? everywhere. And it's like, I don't know. I got punched in the mouth in the waiting room. Like I floss all the time, you know? And we just are doing, you know what I mean? Like the comparison of like trying to impress a dentist. Why the fuck do we yeah, care? Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah, this yeah. fucking guy. You're like, I don't floss. Fuck you. Do your job. Clean my teeth. Um, but then with your, you know, your partner that you love and share a life with, You'll fucking let us see your asshole, you know, like whatever. Yeah. You just, you know what I mean? Like, I've got a hemorrhoid. Fight Check this. Sure, you just do, you just show them yeah. the worst parts of yourself. Yeah, but a, yeah, but yeah. a stranger, oh heavens, no, fan, <laughs> fan me down. Yeah. So that's the concept, and then I kind of tied the dentist thing in. But my point is, is it's like there are some bits which is very painful for me to realize that I'm like, fuck, I just, it's, just put it to the side. It's not worth dying on that hill. I haven't figured out that puzzle yet. Yeah. And there are some bits that you come up with that you're like, immediately, I know I can sell that. Yeah. I know it's easy. It's yeah. easy done. Well, you the know? very thing worked. But right. that's, the, that's the thing. Like, 
I mean, I've always struggled with this, and maybe Martin will agree. I'm very loath to say what Martin will and won't say, because um, he, yeah, he, he's unpredictable, and I hang around him probably more than most people. But uh, you're saying that he won't agree with you, or you're saying he won't? Say I don't know what he'll say. say. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, so, right. but like, I find. I, I find like comparing jokes with like comedians, mm. not all the time. Sometimes mm. it's really good to compare it with them. But for yeah. me, it's almost like an absolutely useless process because right. like until I until I manifest that energy that I use oh, on never, stage, it's, never the it's same. like it's like I can't sell you this joke. I can't I tell agree. you why this joke works. I just know it. It, it will. Sure. And like- You'll see the joke, and yeah. then you'll be able to give me notes on it. Sure, do you know what I mean. Sure, I agree because I used to do it with my partner. I used to, and she's not a comic, but I would be like, "Do you think?" Because she would give me a layman's view. She would give me like a punter's view of like, "Yeah, what do you think of this?" You know. But I would not like you said. Yeah, you're not acting it out. You haven't got the same energy and the same you don't wording have any and exactly rhythms and stuff, so to speak. And then she'd be like, "Ah, that's all right." And I'd be like, "Oh fuck it, it's a terrible bit." Yeah. And then I would eventually try it later on, and it would work. And I'd be like, "Oh fuck, I just can't test joke. It's not fair on her either." she doesn't you know what I mean I'm just hanging up the fucker we're doing the washing and I'm like what do you reckon of this and she's like I don't know fuck can we talk about something else yeah yeah. you're so much pressure you want me to fake laugh but I I get what you're saying but I think comic like comics can still share concepts together oh yeah and be like okay so where's the payoff because that's gonna make people tense yeah absolutely that's tense so where's the what's the what's like the release from the tension also you can't trust what a comedian will laugh at too right because in well comics don't like comics i was saying this to wolfie the other day we we're having the most in, and and you and me we were riffing about that avatar watching avatar with your brother yeah. crying in the green room about just the most insane ridiculous imagery in it we're putting in each other's heads of a bit it would never work it's no it would never work it's and I and I, I pray with all. I wish we could trans. And I said the same thing to Wolfie. We were riffing about just ridiculous stuff backstage, and then we go out and respectively do our sets and come back out, and then just start saying the most insane shit to each other yeah. that we're laughing at. No comic really laughs at much comedy. If you yeah, get, if we exactly. get the trick, we're like, we know what you're doing. Good bit. Yeah. Fucking clever. You came up with that, but we're not like. You know, you're bombing when you can hear the comedians laughing. Sure. Yeah. Or if the comedians are doing something really. One thing comics do love is honesty. Yeah. When, like, that's if why... If you're really well, in the moment... If you're really you're in the like moment and you're really honest, it's... Wow, it's quiet. Yeah, ow. You know, like... Yeah. Well, sometimes Wolfie would just... Even if he's killing, he'll just be like, oh, man, he's like, I just don't... Oh, I hate comedy. Oh, he's just like, oh, I just... I just want fame and money. <laughs> like, and it's like, it's funny because it's true. You know, like there's a part of, you recognize the honesty of the moment. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, what do you want to talk about? Shut up, cunt. You're <laughs> so miserable, dude. I can't CPR laughs into this crowd. You know, like, <laughs> And he's just turning on them. Sure. And like, it might be a trick, but it's also, but then when it becomes a trick and you know, he doesn't really mean it, then it's like not as funny yeah. to the comics. But when it's honest, and then yeah, there's a moment of honesty. The we love the honesty. He ever did that kind of thing, and he was like, one of his bits wasn't working. Uh-huh. He just st- I think he just do- dove into this riff. Just turned on him. Yeah, of like, yeah. I just want the laughs. Cut out the middleman. Yeah, I don't yeah. even care. Yeah, 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 exactly. I just want flowers on my grave. <laughs> I want fame. Start dancing. That's fucking hilarious because it's yeah. just totally offbeat and it's totally random. And again, you know, I used to stress. I used to stress like, oh, no, when I would work with comics, I respect. I'm like, they fucking think I'm a hack. This fucking, they're just, I'm doing voices and everything's word for word and fucking the inflection is the same. And like, I'm trying to manifest crowd work by being like, do you have a dog? And they're like, no. And I'm like, 
I've got a dog and then discovered, you know, like, I haven't planned for this option. Yeah, exactly. But then again, that shit's funny. Yeah. You know, and then that becomes a bit. That becomes a thing yeah. that I would do as well. Well, I messaged you after that show because yeah. I've seen you do voices so many times and you're so fucking like brilliant at them. Yeah, sure. And like, you. I've been doing impersonations since I was a kid. Yeah. But that, oh, yeah. Your impersonations were great, dude. Thank you. I remember on the 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 the, the bar bit, right? The yeah, Irish. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was great. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the voices were very, very good. Thank you. Yeah, and that's um, what I mean. That's silly. Yeah, and Accent that's work. I love that bit because right. like that bit is like based on so much truth. Like uh-huh. working behind a bar yeah. at the bar I work at, there's so many for some reason English, Scottish, and Irish people. Yeah, and for such a small place like the UK and Ireland, mm-hmm. there's way too many fucking accents. Sure, and it's it's like egregious what they are doing yeah. with like the English language. Yeah, and uh, they. Yeah, it just manifested itself in its weird in this weird way. And I've been doing impersonations since I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I never knew how to manifest it. Like, like because when I started comedy, like nearly a year uh, over a year ago now, just over a year ago, mm-hmm. I was like, I was thinking about doing voice acting then, but it took me f- like nine months before I realized this is how I can make it translate on stage. Mm. Was that like a fucking like? Did voice doing voices on stage come very easily to you? I just went in, man. Well, first of all, I think the thing that's good about that bit is that you said it's true, which is that's part of it. Yeah, that's not what's funny about it. No, the no. funny is that your accents are great. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's like that's the simple truth. Of exactly. It, that, like if yeah. you didn't have the accents, but it was still it true, people it. would be like, "What? Yes, what's the abso- point? Absolutely." But the fact that yeah, you're yeah. so flawless with the Irish and shit, it's like that's funny now. Yeah, I like that he's executing that Irish well. Exactly right. Um, so that's how I would think about it. But um, voices. When I started stand up as well, man, I just went. I was coming from acting. I didn't know any of the rules. I'd never hung out with comics. You know, when I did like I did two open mics and then I did Raw. Who wants to hang out with comics? Well, I mean, there's a couple <laughs> cool ones. <laughs> no, but, yeah, most of the other ones are. Yeah, some of them are fucking. Even the ones I like are fucking miserable people. Well, not all. <laughs> no, man. no, That's no, the no, thing, no, you know. No. But uh, I mean, when I first started, I just was kind of going in blind, and I just did what I wanted to do. I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna do like I did Raw, and I did a new set every round, and people were like, you fucking don't do that, man. Like that's not what you have to do. And I was like. Don't they want to see new shit, you know? And, like, I hadn't nailed the five. Yeah. I just was like, I need new five. I burnt that material. They've all seen it, you know? Yeah. Like, all of Perth knows. All of Perth knows. <laughs> the lounge will spit on me if I do the same joke again. Um, and I did that every round until the grand final, you know? So, I that kind of... But then afterwards, people were like, no, man, like, work on your stuff. And, and then you start to learn the rules, so to speak. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm in my head. And now I can't fucking punch writing out that I used to, like I used to which might be because I'm actually I've realised what's not funny and what is and I'm a bit more particular but that's also a bad thing because mm. you need fucking too perfectionist you, you're not writing anything yeah and then you don't end up ever getting to these other wackadoo ideas exactly that, you're too safe beneath. you're like that won't work that won't work that won't work you're like you don't know like figure it, it out could. exactly yeah. right um, well help me on this bit with the voice sorry yeah, the no, answer question the voices because um, I was coming from acting I just yeah I just went straight up and was starting to do voices again I'd seen Billy Connolly and shit like that so I was like I knew that it worked yeah absolutely but I just didn't have any idea of like it might not work mm. I was like I'm gonna do it like one of the earliest earliest bits that I did and I don't really do it anymore I think I did it like a week ago and I was like I don't even know how this goes <sighs> um, was this whole thing about out my parents getting us cats growing up instead of dogs and the whole premise of the bit is that it's a great move responsibility wise you know, caring for a cat's very easy. Uh, sorry, caring for a dog, if you don't love it, it'll just die. Hmm. But a cat, 
like a FIFO worker's wife will just go to the neighbor and fuck him, you know, and like get some food, whatever. Yeah. And another bit was like, and death as well. Like if, you know, you don't want your kid to um, like lose its first experience with death to be something it loves more than anything. You want it to be with an animal that doesn't even like that much, you know? Yeah, and, then, yeah, and then I would act out uh, someone who can't let the dog go and it's like a hundred years old and it's like falling apart and I would do the dog's voice like, help me, you know, like all this shit. I did that early on. And I remember Wolfie came up to me like early, early days and was like, dude, you're doing act outs and voices like immediately. He's like, that's so bold. He's like, I don't do that, you know? And I was like, oh. And then I realized why shortly after because when it bombs and you're acting out and doing voices, it's, oh, it hurts oh, so much oh, more. God. Man, it yeah. hurts way more because you're yeah. like dragging your foot across the stage and like, you know, doing voices. And, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's way funnier for comics too. Yeah. And, you oh, know, yeah. and if you just turn around and you just drag your foot across the stage and then your honest is like, oh, you hated that. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious because someone's just dying up there fucking you know squawking putting yeah. their heart and soul oh put their heart and soul there's nothing cool about someone being like you know joke didn't work and I had low energy anyway I'm like fucking what <laughs> no just die up there go out swinging yeah. you know yeah that fucking no it's true it's like it's so funny when you commit to the bit yeah like, you may as well see it to the end it's funny if it doesn't work as well yeah I've had I mean I had people when, and that's you know when you after an open mic people come up and be like yeah that that one bit, you know, just just punters being like, yeah, oh, I can't do that, eh? It didn't work, did it? And I'm like, I know, I was there. <laughs> yeah. I felt it more than you, believe it or not. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, I hated that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm the one who's going to put the gun in their mouth tonight, mate. Yeah, yeah dude, I, know. I have to scrub this set off me. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> this interaction is going to have a hate wank over you. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, sir. Um, have you ever yeah. had a hate wank? No, never. It's a funny <laughs> term, though. I think you've really got to go see someone if you're having a hate. What's a hate wank? Well, let's not pretend we don't so know much. what a hate wank could be, but I've never had one. Is it like, I mean, this is what I feel like it is in my head. It's mm. like you had sex with someone, the relationship didn't go well, you ended up hating them, but the sex was so good yeah. that it's like the memory of the sex was great. Like my first ex, I don't hate them anymore, uh -huh. but I did for a time. And, but like, the sex was like out of this world. Like, sure. So, like, that's what a hate wank is well, in my mind. I, Am I missing something here? What I imagine is I was like, I hate my granddad. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's, that, that's not what I'm okay. thinking. Okay. But there's that for sure. They're, they're, and then that's, you know. <laughs> I know that that would exist. Oh, way off the mark. I can't well, hate that this granddad. That one's probably more, more realistic, I suppose, than hating granddad and <laughs> fucking, ah, oh, you know, as you reach ecstasy. Just, you forgive your granddad just that little bit more, you know, after you've had a big cum, you're like, oh, I don't hate him that much. You That's know? for you. That's, that's just, don't even wash your hands. Oh, yeah. Kiss your lips, Todd. <laughs> well, that, see what I mean? We couldn't do that on stage. We're all laughing. We're enjoying that. That's a weird bit. Granddad that's a weird calm. riff. Yeah. To circle back to a few things. Mm. One, um, I'll quickly go into that Tom Hardy thing because oh. I, haven't oh, yeah. this, I haven't told this. Such story a random on book. The pod. Like, this, this only happened <laughs> last week. It's like thirty minutes ago. I know. I don't care because oh, it was so right. funny. It it made me. It better piss be myself. pretty funny, dude. It made me piss myself in the moment. Well, we so built it up. Let's I'm, go. I'm I'm friends with this chick. I'm not fucking this chick. Um, I'm gonna be so happy when there's stony silence. It probably will be. Stony. I don't care though. But she's like a really weird chick in terms of what she's into. Sure. And she said to me like, um, she was like, she turns to me while we're watching a Tom Hardy film. It mm. was Locke actually, mm. and she says, "I'd love to see you and Tom Hardy fuck." Me and Tom Hardy fuck. Right. And I was like, why would you want to see this? 
And yeah. not a joke, word for word, yeah. the words out of her mouth was, it's like, it seems like it would just be a competition on who gets to rape who. And I was like, that yep. is the most fucked thing I've ever heard. But in the- I'm, I'm going to put my money on Tom. <laughs> oh, Tom, no. Tom, no, Tom, no, he would, he would Tom just beltering you. No, oh, so easily. But um, I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like the yeah, fact- yeah, It's not right. rape if it's consensual. Well- Yeah, well- we should be so lucky. We should be so <laughs> be lucky. in a room with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, you know, what if you're pushing your ass into his dick? You know, it's a- well, these are the questions that keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it ends that way. But, was that uh, the only thing we'll circle back to? <laughs> no. Well, you you said give give Martin that bit about the dentist. That reminds sure. me of a bit. I need to remind, like, ask Squirrely of the episode. I need to ask him if I can use that thing that he said. It wasn't a bit. But he was like, I was telling him this story about how, like, after I had that quick bit of TikTok fame, I got all of these DMs from gay dudes literally offering me money to spit on them and piss on them and call them, just abuse them. Yeah, yeah. And Squirrely, like, fucking just said, it's like, man, it sounds like these people need to date homophobes. And it was just like, it's like, that is the perfect matchup for those people, like, funny, self-abusing. Funny concept. Ga- yeah. Funny concept. And I was like... In the moment, it made me piss myself, and I'm like, "How the fuck would I make that translate to stage?" Because right. I don't think I could, but yeah. I think Squirly could. And Squ- yeah, Squirly I wanted to do the bit, anything. but like mm. the way he said it was like, "Man, it's like these people just need to get some homophobes in their lives." Could you imagine a homophobe's wet dream of getting paid to abuse gay people? That's their fucking dream job. It's a great bit. Yeah, it's a great and bit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would tank on stage if I said it. But it's hard. man, I think you could definitely again. When we watch specials, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like when we when we watch specials and you see these comics getting away with these tense things, sometimes you forget that number one, they're beloved. Number two, they have an inbuilt fan base. Number three, they've been on stage for 30 minutes psychologically getting you on board yeah, before uh, they bring you this shit. Yeah. And then it's like when we go to a five minute fucking- You have no time we, to build up to No time to earn yeah. trust. And we get up there, no one knows us. And we're like, you're even fucking- Gay dudes that like getting beaten up should just date homophobes. Like, and you're like, these fucking people. <laughs> Why won't it work? You know? But that's the thing as well is it's like when you, yeah, well, like I've only done max 25 minutes on stage and it's like, but you can do way more. Yeah. Like, because once you, you know, your you first 10 is for a bit and- lose them, lose them more. And then they think you're closing and they kind of get excited and you're more than you, then the, they the confidence comes back. Leaving. Yeah. And then you ride that momentum to bomb more. <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me of one time Luke Joseph Ryan, I think he was supposed to do 20 and he did like 45 or something. Right. <laughs> I know we watched Dave Callan, but Dave Callan like did an extra 15 minutes or mm. 10, 10 or 15 mm. minutes. It's like we, we knew he was going over. I mean, but how do you do 25 fucking minutes I mean, extra? Was like, I was there. I think I hosted that night. I hosted that night. Yeah, it was yeah, the LJ where, was headlining. Yeah, where he was like, he kept going and then in the, he was like not, he was kind of like bombing for a while and he like, bring it back. Yeah. And then like right at the end, he was like, I think... Like, because he was asked, he's thinking, oh, I should go, but I don't want to go. Yeah. You guys bit. should leave. Yeah. I'll stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, stay yeah, here yeah. and you guys slowly leave. Just leave. Yeah. And I'll just Great. keep talking. Very funny. <laughs> and no one did. Like, he was <laughs> no like, I'll did. just keep going. And there was that one guy in the audience and his name was uh, Sven or something. And sure. he just kept telling lies. Right. Like blatant lies. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> and, oh, just nonsense. I, I can't even remember, but. 
LGR. I do remember. I remember I was hosting that night because I was backstage being like, he's been out there quite a while, but that's his headline. Do what you want. Do your thing, baby. I, I think his uh, old Brendan wasn't there. So. Yeah, yeah. When dad's, when dad's away, do what you want. That's the fucking fun of it. Yeah, I mean, this weekend I'm hosting McCann's, uh, James McCann. You guys seen much James McCann? No, but yes. Yeah. Oh, dude. I've heard he's brilliant. For my money, the best comic in the country. So, yeah. in, oh man, like so original. Like you talk about well-rounded. Like so intellectual, mm. so crazy smart. Um, it's crazy because he's from Adelaide. You, there you go. A very interesting dude. Like super Catholic. Mm. You know, he you're like that's a, that's an that's an interesting thing. And just and he's and silliness. It's where 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 real silliness and performance and voices and act outs mm. meet real intellectual comedy. It's just like. I've I've rarely laughed as hard as I have ever seen him mm. just being like what is it? and even his crowd work can be when I saw him at the lounge the last time he was just riffing with the crowd he's like I've got one of the so worst I'll just put a face to a name I'm pretty sure I know who we're talking yeah, about yeah sure James go. Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran um, Plant Plant great pod um, <laughs> but yeah he I remember he was riffing on stage and he did something about uh, he was like I have one I've had the worst jobs in the world and he's like I'll prove it what's what's the worst job you've ever had and then a woman said something in an accent. He's like, like I think it was. I think it was literally your job. I think it was like holding signs, oh, traffic like traffic control. control or something. And he was like, "You're quite a beautiful woman, you know." And he's like, "You're not born here, are you?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "No," because when a beautiful woman's born in our countries, we don't usually make them stand in traffic. <laughs> We're like, "Have whatever you want," <laughs> you know. Don't do anything. Don't lift a finger. He's like, "But if a woman, a beautiful woman's born in a foreign country, we're like, fuck you. You can stand <laughs> Send in the, them out to the fields. You can stand in the fields, you know, and do these things." But it was a very honest intellectual thing to you know what I mean like it's yeah. like clever to realise that and then he was talking to Welsh people and then he kind of went in there he's like that's not really a country that's just kind of England plus you know and, <laughs> and then he went into the flag and how they have the flag is like the red dragon which was a fuck you to England because Merlin had the dream of a red dragon defeating the evil British English which who knows that who knows that <laughs> and then it was like you're learning and you're like it's not really funny it's just educational and then he had a punchline out of nowhere like to finish it off you know it's like who you can't cheat that? Yeah, that's like a that's a dude who's so read well read, a lot of books, so well read, and also is just very very funny. So I'm hosting for him at Oasis this weekend, Friday and Saturday. So that'll be a fucking. That's one where I'm super intimidated to be like, God, he probably thinks I'm a hack. Yeah, go hard and then probably fucking bomb because you're trying too hard to impress a comic backstage. Well, it's so funny. Care. It's so funny when someone like you want to impress says something nice to you, right? Like. Brendan on last Thursday was like, man, that was a great set. That was the best set I've ever seen you do here. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, thank you, Brendan. I'd immediately go downstairs and I blasted through three cigarettes like in that moment, just like, oh, fuck, thank fuck I impressed him. Like I was just, nice. just chasing <laughs> I like this. Right in front of him. I was like, yeah, you did panic. I realized yeah. he's not going to like that oh, at all. Dude, he was like, because I went down like with my mate Andre. Oh yeah, I would have if like I, I, if he asked me to in the moment, I would have after yeah. him saying that. Why you were but, smoking on those cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you something else that funny. Fucking, there was an altercation on the stairwell that night. It was fucking hilarious. An just altercation between, sounds like punches. something in the church. It wasn't. No, it was an altercation. Hold on. Yeah, Hold but on. it was an altercation like between that. someone who was staying at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. And me, Jay Raymond, and Sean Frenero. This crazy lady was thinking she Stinking. was... N- no. 
she was this crazy Asian lady was thinking oh, someone. More. Yeah, it was my mother. Yeah. <laughs> she was thinking someone Where swore her on the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> he the problem. He the problem. But she thought someone swore to her on the stairwell, and then we were like, no, it was none of us. And she wasn't convinced. She thought we were all collectively right. fucking with her. Yeah. And then, like, she was like, I oh. said, what do you think? Not what do you think? Do you know? <laughs> what are we doing? Sean <laughs> made a comment, like, about Asians. He was like, she was like, maybe I should get on stage. And, like, uh, it, like I could fucking say some shit. Mm. And Sean was like, yeah. And she was, like, in trackies and a hoodie. Right. And Sean was like, yeah, you are dressed like most comedians. And it's like, what, like homeless people? No, like an Asian. And then she just fucking lost her shit. And I was just like... Sean, you should have known that that she would not have laughed at that. Like, oh, but... I thought you meant she lost her shit laughing. No, she She's like incredible. Yeah, man, wow, she was like, she said comment. like, just you know what? You guys could be contributing something meaningful to society, like being a cop, and don't be a racist cop either. And I was oh, like, kind of, oh, like, well, I was kind of like, don't set an impossible task, darling. She went, uh, she went for the jugular. Yeah, mm. she really did. I've got a degree. You don't. It's like, oh. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. I was got me dead to rights. Speaking of silly, I was speaking of cops. I was imagining uh, space police, mm. and uh, okay. they try to like arrest black holes. There we go. Okay. I'm liking it. And they like get the handcuffs out. Whoa. <laughs> They get the bat. This is the shit I like. So, <laughs> so dumb. So silly. Oh, and my if that was spaghetti. <laughs> and if that bombs, awesome. Great imagery. But then again, I like, you know, you do that to a country town pub. They're like, what the fuck is this guy <laughs> doing? I don't have an imagination. That's why I live here. Yeah, it's been sucked Don't make me mullet. think. Don't make me think. Yeah. Well, do, do you, you'd actually be able to help with this. Um, I was. I had to watch the show Grey's Anatomy recently. Had to. Uh, yes, I had to. Mm-hmm. I was forced to. Mm-hmm. I was trying to sleep with this girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I watched Grey's <laughs> she Anatomy. she one of the six? Uh, not anymore. Oh, she, um, she's left the council. She's, oh, yeah, she's <laughs> the council. Yeah, yeah. She's Just transferred to another team. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, you, the tribe has spoken. That's a good show. But uh, no, I was, I was watching Grey's Anatomy a little while ago and I was just, I couldn't help but think to myself, it's like this show is so unrealistic because the american healthcare system is just never brought up it's like right. it's like at no point in it i watched like five episodes with her mm-hmm. and the only thing i took away from it is like at no point did they not bring up the fact that this person could not afford this care sure and that would like be pretty funny well yeah it's like it's like you should like look like you're more connected than i am <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying you're fucking you know uh, Spielberg or anything, but you yeah. like you should try and get that show made with just a Grey's Anatomy, but realistic. And every episode is them just turning. No insurance. Sample. See you later. Yeah. Fuck off. Die. Yeah. yeah. Just and leaving in like the gutter. Yeah. Credits roll. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. Hot doctors just making yeah. out while these guys are dying <laughs> in the gutter. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, I'm thinking more as like a. See, like instantly, my brain's like that could be that could be a bit. Could I do that as a bit? Well, I'm thinking of doing it as a bit more. Yeah, I think you yeah. could because it's kind of silly as well, you know. Then you can make like an absurd visual comparison of someone like, coming in with like a, you know something, and they're like, "No insurance, goodbye." Yeah, <laughs> credits roll. Yeah, and you see two gorgeous doctors just making love while the mm. credits are rolling. <laughs> yeah. The just, credits are like moving around. Yeah, they're yeah. making just a perfect brown mark yeah. going up and so, down. Some and nurse is getting awful towered by two doctors, no, and then the nurses, and then the now. nurses just going <laughs> like, "This is escalating." Yeah, the nurses just go like getting what? getting awful towered on the desk, and then someone comes up and it's like, oh, "I'm fucking bleeding from the jugular." Yeah, can I see your insurance card? No, no, we don't take that here. Fuck off. And then she just gets back to just getting absolutely in the credits. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's up. the whole episode. Yeah, that's the, that could be a whole episode. This just sounds like a porno. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's essentially what Grey's Anatomy is, but with a little bit more, uh, a little, little bit more of the fray yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> exactly. There it is. But yeah, it's weird that they never brought that up in the show. It's, I feel like oh, that. That makes sense. It's a show. It's fake. <laughs> No, I watch probably, shows probably. to like embrace realism. Okay, right. it's like which is right. why that's why we love Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you'd enjoy Mystery Road. <laughs> I bring the realistic racism right there. Mm. Yeah, but no, man, it's um fucking fun to chat I, to you boys. Just having. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to ask me about I, or have a chat about? I, I want to know the inner workings of John Pinder's mind. Oh, well, sure. Good luck. It's just like everyone's. Sadness <laughs> mixed with optimism. Uh, no, nah, John's the best, man. He's, uh, he's so good. He's good, man. He's just like a, just a very sweet soul. Like he's I think like a, he's a child. Yeah, his mantra of um, you know, he really just wants people to have a good time. Like he, it's not really about him, you know. Like he he's, doesn't have much of an ego when it comes to comedy, mm. almost to his own detriment. Yeah, you know, like almost to his own detriment, detriment in the sense that he doesn't like, um want to put himself out there as like, uh, you know, doesn't market himself overly like other comics would. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not out there hustling and doing all this shit to sort of blow up and like be a big national name because it's genuinely not like why he's doing it. I mean, he could do it, you know, if he put his sort of uh, mind to it. But, you know, he's got a family, he's dad and he's... And his whole mantra for comedy is that he's just there. I mean, like you can see comics who it means something to them, you know... It's not about... They say it's for other people. It's not. It's about them. Mm. They, they need it. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. And that's always part of the equation, I think. That's always part of... You know, you, anyone who says it's not, they're lying. But hopefully, I think the healthier comics, they just have that... It, it's down on the list. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's not the reason they're doing it, you know? For instance, anytime someone heckles, I can tell when a comic is up there for them and it means something to them because they'll get aggressive straight away. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Hey, just shut the fuck up. It's just like, oh, like they ruined your thing. Mm. Whereas yeah. like if your intention was like, I'm here to just like fucking hang out. Yeah, what's and, like, up, let's, brother? Let's see. Going? Maybe. Or, you know, and if they're being a total dickhead, it's like also they just, you know, you just go with it and just be like, all right, what, what's going on over there, man? You know, like mm. Pinder would also say that as well. He'd be like, let them like just ask them questions and let them come forward until they eventually fall over, you know, yeah, and that's what will happen. But don't get, right. never get angry at them. Mm. Never get angry at them. Cause it just I'm makes I'm kind of look. angry at John Pinder though. Why is that? Why? Well, the second, the, not the last time, but the time before I performed at the Frio factory, mm-hmm. um, he was meant to host, uh-huh. but he selfishly got sick and uh-huh. couldn't host because I was, I was very much looking forward to meeting him for the first time. Uh-huh. Very big fan. And I do uh-huh. listen to your podcast and I'll pass yes, it on. I was very pissed off the fact that he didn't host that night. He'll be devastated, man. He'll be like, I'm sorry, my lungs were full of phlegm. And- my lungs were full of fucking tar by the end of the night because I was smoking. I fucking went through a pack of smokes just to just like, like John, calm down. So fuck you, John. Um, yeah, fuck you, John. No. There it is. I'll pass that on, that exact soundbite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, This is from Alex Flo. Fuck, fuck you, you, John. <laughs> um, yeah, no, man. He's, he's in a working zoo. When I first met John, I was just like, this dude's just like untouchable. He's just like, what the fuck is this? You know? And I still feel that way, but I think because I'm so close with him and um, he's sort of taking me under his wing, I see a lot. I understand what what he's doing now. Right. You know, not not so much that I can see the tricks, but I understand how his mind works, so to speak, and why he does comedy. Do you know what I mean? So I get it. When he has a new bit, I'm so excited because I'm like, I know that he's all about 
being silly and connection and like mm. these new things. It's never really, it's hard to, it's very hard to watch John Pinder, even if you don't find him funny, to be like, I really didn't like that guy. Mm. I hated he's his energy. really likable. It's just, yeah, because it's the intention. You know what I mean? It's just like, he's not going up there being like, I, this is my time to perform and I need this and I need to feel good about myself. It's like, oh, that's all I've Christ, thought. you know, which is, it's a hard thing to navigate, you know, even in acting too. It's like you go and do an audition and you're like, I need this. And it's like, oh, you're yeah. getting in the way of the it's, thing. I guess it's kind of the same as like if you go on a date and you're like, I need this. Yeah, never, for it, sure. It has a Always. It's, I don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy, but I uh, I need what I'm going to get. You know? I need, yeah, yeah, sure. But if, I mean, that works, that works. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just desperation, so to speak, never works. But I mean, Pinder's just, he's just a good soul, you know, and, and, I, and I try and emulate that as well. I mean, there's people, I think, that I've met in the scene who I think they don't, they don't like me straight away. I don't, I honestly don't think about it, but I've heard afterwards. I'm like, ah, oh, this person doesn't really like you that much. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And I've never had a negative interaction with them or maybe they deemed it. I think a lot of the time, and this is not to let myself off the hook. Maybe I'm being a prick <laughs> sometimes when, when I meet people, I don't often think so, but I think people might see me have an idea of sort of like what I think about them. And then maybe I'm just focused on something else. and I don't give them, heaps of I'm always courteous and I'm always like give them common decency but they might be like this guy thinks he's fucking better than me I do get that a lot people are like this guy thinks he's fucking better than me thinks he's better. and I'm like I don't even think that at all bro I just oh, met you man I, what do you want me to do I you know thought. Yeah. sure like these types of things but yeah. I mean I then hopefully over time again my intention with comedy and just doing all the things I do is just to be like I'm, just, I'm here to I don't know either dude I'm, fig- I'm trying to figure it out too hmm. you know so that's what I think John's taught me probably the most. It's just like, just have fun. Just like be silly, try and connect with people. They'll forgive you if you're not that, like, cause being funny. You should just do what I do. It's secondary. What's that? You should just do what I do. I assume people hate me. Right. Until they, mm. the, un, un, until I'm shown differently. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds healthy. That, yeah. I, I like that. That's a healthy note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> just to assume. So everyone out there. Yeah. What's the um, What's the name of the pod? I should even know that. I just uh, professional degenerates. Professional degenerates. There yeah, we go. Professional spelled incorrectly. Yeah, I it was it. an ADHD and dys- I have ADHD, dyspraxia, and dyslexia. So I'm sure. like, I am certifiably retarded. Um, the dribbly trifecta. Pretty cool. much. There and um, but yeah, my I wanted to change it. The dude who helped me come up with the. Uh, Artwork for the pod said, "No, you should keep it." Uh-huh. Like, this is gonna come. Like, I'm glad we've stuck with it, but like, I knew I would grow to hate this. And uh, but fuck it, I'm gonna just keep it. But fuck it, but That's fuck it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. a little pun to end the pod. Well, thanks for having me on, boys. I is there anything it. you want to plug? Good to have a chat. Ah, uh, man, Kings of Vagabonds podcast. Um, jump in and I do that. Uh, we release every two weeks at the moment, just because it's hard to lock down the three schedules. Uh, with me, him, and the uh, producer, Kings Vagabonds podcast. Don't really have like a website or anything. I'm around town in Perth. You'll see. I, you know, follow me on Instagram. I guess Blake underscore Richardson. Um, and then I post all the comedy stuff that I do there. And other than that, have a good time, guys. Mm, Take thank care. you so much for coming on. Thank Pleasure, you so much, Alan Arenas. You've been an awesome guest. Thank you, man. Thank you. I hope you guys get some some good out of it. We will. <laughs> <laughs>